And welcome back to the Greg Horenda Show, where we are thrilled and honored to bring back an eagle, a Moorhead State eagle. We have Mr. Phil Sims on the Greg Horenda Show. Phil, does that excite you, that musical what? Absolutely. There we go. Fight, fight, fight <laughs> for more. Yes, I got it. The Eagles. I had to sing that song, of course, my rookie year in front of the whole team, standing on my chair in the lunchroom. Oh, I love it. The and I did it unpurposely as poorly as possible so they would never call me again to do it. Oh, uh, that's tremendous. It, like, it, your road, man, and, and the Greg Horrendous show, I'm, I'm a college basketball coach here in Bergen County, and I know you're a Bergen County guy now, uh, but you grew up in Springfield, Kentucky. I mean, you, you just talk about the ride that you've been on from uh, – and Drew Kaliski, the producer of the NFL Today Show, tells me that baseball – might have been in your, but you, you were a great baseball and football player. And how do you get from Springfield, Kentucky, to Franklin Lakes, New Jersey, man? Tell, tell me a little bit about your story. Oh, geez, I don't know the story. Well, my dad was a farmer. <laughs> yes. I'm from a big family, eight children. Yep. Um, my dad was an athlete. All my brothers were good athletes, you know, really good athletes. Sure. And I always laugh. I say, and my sisters, they were born too early because they could really play. And wow. it just there was no girls' sports back then. No sure. basketball, no softball, nothing. And uh, you know we're just a sporting family. We moved to Louisville, Kentucky, and I guess our favorite sport among our family was baseball, without question. I think my dad always was hoping right. that one of us would make baseball a career. Sure. Two of my brothers did play in college, um, and I loved it. And I was probably excelled at baseball much more than I did football all through my youth, even through high school. But there was just something about football. It's just and, I stayed with it. I and you, you were a pitcher, Phil, is that correct? Yeah, I was a pitcher, but I was I would have never met, you know, I, if I had chose baseball, if I'd have gotten lucky, right. and somebody, if it had worked out, I would have definitely been either a third baseman, first baseman. I was a power hitter. Exactly. So I can see that. Yeah. So that's, that's what it, you know, it was um, it was great. It, you know, baseball, like I forgot what movie it was. It, maybe it was Field of Dreams or mm -hmm. one of those things. Sure. And I don't – did you play as a youth? I, oh, yeah. I played, I played everything up until high school, and then I just dedicated myself to basketball. I wasn't a great basketball player either, but I love baseball, man. Yeah, you know, putting the glove to your face. Uh, it, the smell, the leather, uh, all that stuff is so true. If you've played baseball, yes. you understand – when they use those kind of phrases in those movie, That's those right. movies, and man, I, I don't know, it was great. I did. I was a good pitcher, yep. but um, I just knew that was never going to be a long period of my time. I actually pitched in summer league baseball all the time. Sure, yep. but there was no finesse. Get on the mound, throw my shoulders back, and go. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna throw a fastball right down the middle. Here it comes. <laughs> there and was no that, joking. Yeah, it does. That was it. And then my. My all-speed pitch, not that you need to know, was very unique. It was a knuckleball. Wow. You know, I could throw I like knuckleballs, that. I like that. Yeah. all that stuff. From the, I'm not exaggerating, <laughs> eight years old with, you know, older brothers, yeah. baseball. I mean, I could throw knuckleballs, all that stuff when I was eight and ten years old. So so you have big mitts. I mean, you're, obviously you throw a football a mile, so your, your hands – Relatively big hands. Yes, I yes. You don't I, have I Don, did, Donald yes. Trump hands. You don't have the, the Trump yeah, hands. Yeah, the chats what everybody says. Yeah, <laughs> Donald Trump hands. Yeah, but it was all good. Oh, Great. Yeah. You know, it was really 
it was at that time going through college. I didn't play college baseball, but I played baseball all summer long. I love it. But to be a two-sport guy was was just awesome. It, it really oh, was. And now, Phil, you know that you had a son. It, it's so hard to do that. You, you, the speci- spef- spef- I can't even say the word. You have to be drilled to one sport so early in this day and age. And back in the day, guys played so many sports, like Dave Winfield. And- yeah, he played them all. Tell me, tell me about your first recruiting call. Who called you for football and said, "Wow, maybe I can do this and get a scholarship and and move on to football"? Yeah, I, you know, I was not highly recruited coming out of high school. I, I came out in 1974, so the the predominant offense in college football at the time was the veer, the wishbone, the option, right, right. and all those things. Everybody was looking for that, so it was limited. Uh, Wake Forest is probably the only major school that looked at me. Sure. And then they told me you had a double major and one had to be a foreign language. I said, okay, thanks for talking to me. <laughs> that wasn't not, happening. That ain't going to work. But, um, you know, it. there were baseball offers. But, you know, when you're a baseball scholarship player, yes, they, they don't let you play football. That's right. And so I went to Moorhead State. And played football, not thinking I was going to play baseball, but the baseball coach when I went there, let's see if you remember this name, Steve Hamilton. I don't. I should. The Yankee left-hander. Oh, okay, yes. 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 Okay. He was the baseball coach, and we talked all the time. Really? He goes, when are you going to do this? I said, oh, coach, I I, I just can't. I got enough headaches trying to do this in football. So it, it was great. It was a great experience. Oh, my God. And yeah. he was a great man to be around because we talked about sport. Yes. You know, in other words, he was trying to really teach me about, hey, I think you can be a professional, and these are some things that I think can really help you. He, he was a great supporter of mine, even though I didn't play for his baseball team, and I really learned a lot from him. That's tremendous. Yeah. Now, the guys that, uh, from my extensive research, Bill Walsh, and Sam Weiss loved you coming out of Moorhead State. Is that correct? And they wanted to draft you yes. for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And right. how did the Giants sniff you out before them and get you to be a, a first-round pick in 1979? Well, the Giants picked before the 49ers. Right. <clears throat> I did want to go to the 49ers. Uh, Bill Walsh came down to Moorhead State twice, and I worked out for him two times. Right. And he was so different from everybody else. You know, just a different manner. Exactly. You know, almost like a businessman, a gentleman. I, you know, I don't, not that all head coaches are gentlemen. I'm just saying he just had a different way. <laughs> sure, sure. And after the second time he worked me out, he stopped. He goes, yep. okay, here's what's going to happen, Phil. We're going to draft you, and I want you to fly out the following day, and we're going to get right to work. Wow. And I go, you know, I'm sitting there going, ooh. Yeah, this he goes, is serious. He goes, now listen to me. He goes, you're going to lead the National Football League in throw, passing next year, and this and that. And I'm wow. looking, he goes, you don't believe me? And I said, oh, no, Coach, I believe you. <laughs> and he started going down the list of everybody he'd coached in like the last eight years sure. in the pros in college, and they were always the leading passer. All right. So, you know, that was pretty That's thrilling exciting. to hear. Yes. And he had such a different approach. That's for sure. You know, everybody wanted to see me throw fastballs. And he came down, he goes, 
No, throw it, throw it softer. I love it. Hey, Phil, just try to be... Try to be pretty, and I'm going be pretty. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm Phil Sims, man. But it was just, it yeah. was, you know, I t- I've told the story hundreds of times, and Bill Walsh and I, you know, for as long as we could, we kept our relationship going. Right. And when we would play the 49ers, he would walk across the field and grab my hand, and he would just, you know, he'd say, yeah. he goes, "You're everything I thought you would be." That's great. And you stuff. know. He got unlucky. He only got Joe Montana in that Yeah, draft. Joe Montana didn't yeah. <laughs> turn out too bad. Yeah, he did okay. Didn't now, he? did Parcells and the Giants, did they work you out? Well, Bill was not there at the time. Oh, true. The Giants did work me out. Um, and they had the seventh pick of the draft. Right. And they called and told me probably maybe a week to two weeks before the draft, they called my head coach. And told him, look, we're going to take him in the first round with that pick. And we need to know all these other things and mm-hmm. stuff about him. And sure. my coach came up to me and says, hey, I think the Giants are going to take I said, really? Okay. And I, I didn't, like, wasn't thrilled. I'm thinking, right. I'm going to go to the 49ers. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. But, you know, thank Hey, listen, it all worked God. out. And it was um, – uh, I'm just so glad I got a chance to, to play up here in a culture – where sports, and especially football with the Giants, is oh. so big and so great. And you weren't embraced by New York when they drafted you. And, and I, we've had Kenny O'Brien. Kenny O'Brien uh, from the New York Jets. Sure. My brother is married to his sister. Okay. So, so I know when Kenny was drafted, it was like who? They could have got Marino. And then when you were drafted, it wasn't like you were a household name. Is that true? Tell our audience. Well, sure. That is true. But, you know, even though Kenny O'Brien would have been about five years after me, or I can't remember the exact year, right. but everything had changed then. By then, in that short period of time, right. now it was an ESPN show. Event. And sure. they got all these guys on there just dissecting you and talking and doing all that stuff. When I was drafted, there was no show, very little press about it. Right. And, um, okay. You know, and the New York press was fine to me. Okay. No complaints there. Yeah. Commissioner Pete Rosell mm-hmm. got up and announced my name, and everybody went crazy. But that was a reenactment. When he first did it there, I went like, what? Why? <laughs> and so they decided to do it again. Are you serious? That, that's really? why Pete Rosell had that grin on his face like, okay, this time <laughs> we're going to hear a reaction. That's funny. Yeah, I know. So, But, hey, it, it's it's all good. And you know what? People ask me questions, and, Coach, I know they do it to you, too. Sure. You know, the booing and this, and I go, yeah. you know what? Uh, it never occurred to me. It never crossed my mind. It never was a negative to me. Right. Never. Never. Exactly. I, I couldn't have cared less that they booed. Yes. And all you have to do is go out there and do something pretty well, and it turns that quick. Our players listen to my show. What motivated you, you know, like, growing up and, and, and getting to – Moorhead and then going to the Giants and then in your prof- – what's your motivational force in, in life, Phil, if you, you want to share You know, that. motivation, hey, it, it always comes from this, right? Yeah. Man, I loved sports. Right. I loved it. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just couldn't wait to get home from school and delivering papers. Yes. Let's go throw baseballs in the backyard. Let's play pickup basketball. I mean, we, we were playing pickup baseball you know, all summer long in between what we did, sure. you know, that, that, but 
I, I just remember thinking when I was young, I don't yep. care what it is, man, I want to play sports. That's great. And, yep. you know, so that never left my mind. Right. And I tell kids all the time, I work with a lot of young quarterbacks and mm-hmm. talk to players, yep. hey, you can't decide to become a pro your senior year in college. That's right. You know, so it's a lifelong journey for most guys. And, you know, I, I don't think I've ever told the story. Mm-hmm. My college coach, Wayne Chapman, just passed away recently. Uh, you know, sure. loving to death, was the hardest, sternest person I've ever been around in my life. Wow. And I laid in my bed on summer nights during the summer. It would be about 11 o'clock, and I'd be thinking about him, our testing when we got back. And I, and I swear to you, I would get out of bed, mm-hmm. put my tennis shoes on, put some shorts on, no shirt, because heck, it's Kentucky. It was hot it's as hot. heck in the summer. Yep. And I would just run. Wow. And just go running. Wow. And just run and, and you know, just, yes. you know, and just flying. I'm just so motivated. And then I'd come home and, okay, I got that off my chest. Now I could go to sleep, you know. it was So, so you, were, you were a driven young man. Well, it, it, I wasn't, it was only because how much I liked it. Yeah. That's what it, the yeah. work I, you know, Coach, the work is that's it, was man. the fun part that's of it. it. And, Amen. you know, the toughness, people, I love the word toughness in sports. It's mm-hmm. so overused. Mm-hmm. The toughness is, are you willing to do the work? That's are right. you willing to go to bed when you're supposed to? Eat, you know, nowadays, of course, eating. Right. Can you turn down, hey, the great party that's going to happen over here, and you know if you go to it, it's going to affect your play or practice next day. Oh, exactly. Can you turn down not doing that? Are you going to be able to live without the fact that maybe you missed one party? Those kind of things. And, yeah. you know, it always crossed my mind because my dad was, he'd just say, hey, you know, hey, boy, make a decision. Exactly. What it comes down to. It's just a yes or no. Can't do it all. What are you going to do? And I, you know, I never forgot that either. It's old school. Now, you talk about loving to play, which I just, uh, I can't respect that enough. But now you run into a fellow Bergen County guy in Bill Parcells. Now, did you love playing for Bill Parcells every minute? Or tell me about, or what you can tell me about that relationship. Well, you know, it didn't get off to a great start. <laughs> he takes over the job, and he yes. named Scott Bruin the quarterback instead of me. That's right. So, and, and I and and I know why, and I guess I understand it. You know, I was, I probably considered uh, confrontational a little bit by right. them. You know, maybe you know, but. Yeah. It didn't take us long during that first year that he realized and that we were a, a lot alike. And, yes. And um, he could say anything he wanted to me, and he did. <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't ever go away. Oh, God, Coach yelled at me. Right, right. I mean, he yelled at me. I promise you he never had a quarterback he yelled at more than me in his whole life. Seemed like it. But it, but it was okay. And – I understood, you know, it. he was no different than any coach that I had growing up. That's what always gets me. I said, hey, right. I, Bill might have been the softest coach I had. So Wayne Chapman was tougher than Parcells, it oh sounds like. Oh, my gosh, Wayne Chapman was <laughs> unbelievable. How and, about that? and my high school coach, true story, Yes. true story, Okay. every single day 
of my high school career, except game day, okay. we started practice with full uniforms, yep. one mile for time, go. Stop it. Every day. Oh, my God. And when Around the track? Spirits, or... yep. When he was in good spirits, he'd go, men, take off your helmets. <laughs> and we could run the mile without our helmets. Oh, coach, you're too nice to us. Oh, thank you, coach, you know. And so here's the story. So I tell my kids that. And, of course, I know they kind of raise their eyebrow. They yeah. say, yeah, okay, maybe you did once. Every now you're running a mile. Every... So they retired my jersey with the Giants. I invited my college coach, high school coaches. They all came up. My son, Christopher, who's now 37, sure. walked in our backyard because we were getting ready to go to Giants Stadium. We had a little cocktail party, I guess, in the backyard. And he walked up to my high school coach and goes, Coach Wilson, my, I'm Christopher Sims. And without that was it. And Coach Wilson goes, "It's true. <laughs> it's true." He, he didn't even uh, ask yeah, the no, question. Yeah, no, no, he didn't need to. He goes, he knew what was coming. It's true. Hell, it didn't hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Every what was your day. time like? What was, in pads? I'm I'm going to say you ran. What you run a six six thirty or how how. How long did it take you? Do if you I ran a six thirty, they dead. would have berated me for a month. Five thirty? No, I would usually come in a little under six minutes between, you know, five fifty yeah. on a bad day, six oh five. I was always second every single day. There was a kid, a wide receiver, who I couldn't beat his ass <laughs> in that, that mile run. I did beat him one day, but we yeah. beat it. Yeah. Some guys chased him down from behind because we had a blind spot, and they tackled him and said, run, Phil, and hell, I took off. <laughs> well, if McAdoo lined up the Giants, to, they play on whatever Sunday, and made them run a mile, there would be a revolt. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Right? The players I association. I mean, nobody would do that nowadays, and it, it's, you know, but look, it was like part of the – yeah culture yeah, of our school yeah. you know my brother my oldest brother who's i must say six seven i can't even remember the ages of all my brothers <laughs> he played high school football he did it my other brother That's did it awesome i did it we Wayne all did chapman the damn southern mile man it's a southern that's high incredible yep. now phil i'm not sure if you're aware of the the relationship between the giants and fairly dickinson uh, in regards to education. Uh, no, I can't say I am. A number no, of Giants and NFL players, Ken, Dean, Ken Verkins, he retired, one of the great deans of our university, started a program where he went with, to George Young and started a program where the players that did not have credits and needed them got credits from Fairleigh Dickinson, George Martin, right. Carl Banks, Leonard Marshall, Howard Cross, Kerry Collins, and I think Perry Williams all have degrees from Fairleigh Dickinson okay. University. Well, of course, I know them all, and that's pretty cool. Is that a great that's, list or what? That's a great list. It's a great thing. And, you know, that is very – It was. You know, it was it's not first... uncommon for mm-hmm. football players to come out of school and not have enough hours to graduate. It's hard. For many, many reasons, just like every sport. But, um, yeah, time is usually the big detriment there. So that, that's great that they had that opportunity to come to Fairleigh Dickinson to get a no, chance. To get no, no, so there's a connection. We'd love to have you come, 
you know, to a practice or to a game. Speaking of games, did Moorhead State beat Louisville back in the day? Well, they did a few years ago, as you remember. In the first round uh, tournament, correct? Well, yeah, it was. Well, it's really called the second round because Moorhead had to play the play-in that's, game up that's in right. that year. Yep. And they beat Louisville. And that was someday, and, and it, all, I was watching it on TV, and it just it was a great day because all my kids were here. Right. Everybody, and I said, come on, you got to watch this. And right, so right. Like, okay. And it was so excited to see him hanging. Of course, Kenneth Fareed was on that team, too. Oh, man. Yeah, Fareed, yeah. He's a heck of a player. Newark kid. Out actually. of Newark, New Jersey. Yes. Nobody wanted him, but no. Moorhead took him. And I think he was a five-year guy down there. They redshirted him a year. Sure. And, uh, boy, what, has he turned that into a, oh, a great career and yep. still with the Denver Nuggets. So, yep. But, yeah, and it, it was probably the biggest selling item in the history of the school in the bookstore. Oh. And it's I forgot. They had a really catchy name. Yep. I can't remember. It was a little derogatory maybe towards Louisville. Sure. But they sold thousands Oh, they had thousands. to beat Louisville. Yeah. Who, they, who, who, growing up, were you a – a Cardinal guy or a Wildcat, or who did you like basketball-wise? Well, I grew up mostly, you know, most of my life was spent in Louisville. In Louisville I right. absolutely was a University of Louisville Cardinal basketball team fan. You are, okay. Absolutely. About, yep. well, my first high school games I ever went to as a kid, I lived probably three or 400 yards from the school. I walked across the field. My dad, who oh. never went to any games like that, he goes, come on, son, I got to go see this big boy play. Right. And I said, okay, what, who? Yeah. We get to the gym. The gym is just packed. Okay. And there's a team called Seneca High School in Louisville Plain. Yeah. And they had this center. His name was Wes Unseld. Oh, you – oh, my God. Oh, and, you know, Wes Unseld in high school looked oh. just like he did with the Bullets. Kenny, my producer, Wes Unseld known for his outlet – is oh, we, my gosh, how the about greatest the outlet, outlet pass? pass in the history of, of all, time. all levels of basketball. Yes. Wes Unsell, because that was back in the day when the, you know, Phil Chenier and Wes Unsell played for the Bullets and Clyde and Willis Reed played for the Nets. You saw Wes Unsell play in high school. In high school. And he was – so I just remember going, oh, my God, he's so much bigger. Yes. But he was you know, athletic, and even then I can still see him grabbing the rebound, yes. ball over his head, and ripping it. Denny. And, you know, the other thing is, too, mm-hmm. one of my good friends, his brother, played for Louisville Mail. So I got to go down and watch Daryl Griffin play oh, quite a few times when I come home from college. Dunk. How, how high did he get up? Oh, my gosh. Well, him, uh, man, I'm drawing a blank. He had a teammate that went to the University of Louisville, too. Bobby Turner? Maybe, I think, uh, And he could oh. – their team was phenomenal. My best friend, Ricky Nall, his brother – Went to college on a basketball scholarship to Georgia Southern, I think. Okay. And he was like the ninth man on the team. <laughs> so wow. That yeah, tells they you. They were players. They were stacked. And, of course, when you go to see him play, the gym, you couldn't even get in you it can't because get everybody in it. wanted to see Daryl Griffin and the whole group play. Now, have really you come. Some good moments. Have you come back to Bergen County? to the Rothman Center and seen the, the Jamboree back in the day when your son was in school? And oh, all that sure, kind of stuff? sure. I've been down there many, many, many times yeah. to see the Jamboree. Oh, yes. I Did mean, you... I remember probably, I can't remember how long ago it was. I'm going to say Tim Thomas 
Yeah, it was one sure. of my first times down there to see St. Anthony's play Patterson County. Patterson, yeah. Now Bob Hurley's a dear friend of ours here, and yep. Shaheen Holloway, that whole era. Did you come to ABCD at all? Do you remember the ABCD camp when um, LeBron was here? Um, I would have just happened to have been in those stands. Yes. Yes. Those were the days. Yeah, I used to kind of do that. I'd hear, you know, I'd go, God, let's go down there and watch them and see it. You know, and, and man, you know, I just, I just couldn't believe it was – High school kids. Phil, we haven't even gotten into, man, MVP of a Super Bowl real quickly. I mean, obviously you, you've got tons of humility. You, I have an MVP of a Super Bowl, and I haven't talked to you about running through the tower and, and, and being on the field and not only doing that but completing some crazy 88% completions, 22 out of 25. You beat Denver. The people here in New Jersey adore you. Tell, just tell me about that Super Bowl. Is it as surreal as it seems, or is it a distant memory, or is it every night do you think about it? No, you know, it's really a distant memory. Um, I, I, people ask me all the time about it. I, I guess I do. Hey, how many times have you watched it? I said, you know, maybe a couple times since we played. Right. And I don't know. No, I don't just put it on and go, oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a reminiscer too much. Right, right. I, I try to go forward. Good for you. And um, but my kids, just to tell you, because sure. all the old films, they'll put an old game on, and they'll watch, and they just. My two boys, of course, Christopher played in the NFL, and my son Matthew has been in the NFL the last four or five years. Yeah, and. They just can't get over it. Look at you! Uh, hey, look at this! Look at that! You know, because it was they not should you be weren't very taught the way they're taught. Right. We just right. got back there and throw you, it. You were just a man's quarterback. Well, man. you know, it was just different, and they just yeah. laugh how unorthodox. You know, we weren't take three steps and do this. We just did it. You by just played. The, you played. It's 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 awesome. So it was awesome. So, but it's fun to watch them watch it and laugh at me so much. Oh. <laughs> And I go, isn't it absurd that I did it that way? <laughs> well, you did it in a very, very special way, man. Those for well, the people man. in New Jersey, and I'm a self-admitted Jet fan, but the people in New Jersey still thank you. And they remember the glory days of Phil Sims, the New York Giants. I can't thank you enough, Phil, oh, for being on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, and, and good luck to you, and hopefully uh, I'll go get a chance. And you to have an open invitation, man, to come and come to practice, come to a game. I'll, I'll get you here somehow. I'd love to have you talk to my team. But right. tell Drew and everybody at NFL Today Show and inside the NFL that we were asking for him, and I, I can't thank you enough, Phil. You got it. My pleasure. You, you have are, a great day, and thanks for having me. You're the best, man. Right. And we'll be back. With more of the Greg Arenda Show after this. Hey, this is Bill Cowher of CBS. You're listening to the Greg Arenda Show on WFDU.